Well, we're in our series. We've been talking about spiritual growth. That's the theme for the year. And uh, I want to encourage you. We've said this before, but if we're going to grow, it's going to be intentional. It's going to be intentional because we want to. You know, you could come to church every Sunday and not grow. We started this series by talking about the parable of the sower, and there was four different types of soil, which represents our hearts. And there was four different types of soil, and there was the same seed on every soil, but only one of the soils produced lasting fruit. Only one. And it wasn't because of the seed. It wasn't because of the the one sowing the seed. It was because of the soil. So that's why I prayed even today, because this message we're going to talk about today, I really want you to just... Don't go into it with any idea that you think you know what I'm going to talk about. Just hear from the Lord today. And you're going to find out that sometimes, I've had people leave and and they're walking out. They're like, man, it was really good when you said this. And I'm thinking, I don't know that I said that. (laughs) Uh, But thank you, you know. But then I feel bad saying thank you because I'm like, well, I didn't say it. You know, maybe the Lord spoke to you. Because there's something that happens from here to there. That the Holy Spirit just speaks to you. And, and he'll speak to you right where you're at. But as we've been in this series and as we've started this series, there's this place in me that God's been doing stuff in me. And I want to talk to you about what God's doing in me because it, he wants to do it in you too. And basically I can say it this way, he's doing it in us. It's not just a me thing, or just a, it's us. And here's the reality of where God wants to continue to grow us. In this place of honesty. True, deep honesty. And I'm not talking about just, you know, uh, a little lie that you tell here and there. But I'm talking about that too. But I'm talking about honesty and transparency with where we are in our life right now. Because I have been in my life. I have been several times in my journey, I have been stagnant at times and didn't even realize it. I got to where I was just doing what I normally do, and it was, it was getting more of a habit in some ways that you just come to church and you sing your songs and you hear the message and you go back to work the next day and everything's kind of the same. But a place that God has taken us is, is, is we're going we're gonna to dig deeper. And we're going to look to say, where, where am I really? Is what people see on the outside really what's on the inside? And we're going to talk about those things. And we're going we're gonna to allow the Spirit of God to tell us. And here's the thing. The Spirit of God knows exactly where you are. And if you want to know, you can say the same thing that David said when he says, Search me, O God. Search me and see if there be any wicked way in me. See if there's anything in me that's hindering, hindering me. See if there's anything in me that I'm not seeing that you want to reveal to help me get healthier in my walk with you. And that's where we're at today, and that's what we're going to talk about. So just a few scriptures as we get started. Psalms 32 verse 2 says this. Yes, what joy for those whose, whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt and whose lives are lived in what? You could say it. Go ahead. Complete honesty. There's joy for those who live their lives in complete honesty. Look at Proverbs 11, verse 3. Honesty guides good people. Honesty should guide us. This honesty destroys treacherous people. Let's go to verse 5 in that same chapter. The godly are directed by what? Honesty. You know, I find it interesting that sometimes, and I've said this before, but in some ways, I, I, we're going we're to talk about this, so don't, don't get too far ahead of me, okay? There is a place of, of believing and speaking by faith. There is a healthy place for that. But there is also an unhealthy place of denying the reality of where you are right now. And and, and so I think times when we, when we talk about these things, look, honesty guides the godly. And we have to be careful because what happens is, and, and you've, maybe you have, and I think most of us have been guilty of this. 
you, you, you struggle, you're frustrated, and you come into church on Sunday, and, and, and you and your spouse or your kids, man, y'all were going at it in the car on the way here. And then you get here, how you doing? Oh, man, great, great, man. God is good, hallelujah. Glad we're here today. But on the inside, you're not good. You're struggling. You're frustrated. You're hurting. And God wants to heal those places, and God wants to help you. But sometimes it starts by us stop putting on our mask and acting like we're the godliest thing on the earth. Listen, in Christ, you are righteous right now. Okay, so it's not about your identity, but do you have everything together right now in the sense of you just are flawless in your own ability? No. And I, and I believe that for us to grow, God is taking us to this place to be able to say, you know how we can really help one another is when we can be honest with one another. That's how we can really grow. You know, when you're, when you're lost, if you're driving, or if you're walking, or if you're at a store, I remember as a kid getting lost in a mall. And it was my fault because I took off. My mom was shopping somewhere, and I, this might shock you, but I could get a little distracted. And easy, easy. And, uh, and I just kind of went my own direction, and next thing you know, I'm, I don't know where my family is. I don't, even, I don't know where anyone's at. That happened to me quite often. At an airport, my mom's checking, getting our bags checked in, and I, I wanted to ride the escalator down. I was going to ride it back up. So I rode it down, and I got on this escalator, and then I went to go around to the other one, and somehow I got on some set of stairs. I don't know how I got there, and I went down, and I'm in, like, I didn't know airports had basements. <laughs> but I'm down there, and there's no people down there except workers. And so what I started doing, I did what any young boy would do. I started crying. <laughs> I was like, where's my mom? Where's my family? I didn't know how to find them. So the airline person, the worker, they help me. But we, we find ourselves in places sometimes. We don't know where we are. We don't know what, what we're doing, how to get out of something. And if we can't be honest about it and let someone help us, then we're missing it. And I, I say this carefully, but there is a place of being real about where you are that shows maturity. It really does. As you mature, you're, you're more real. You're real about the great things you're going through, the great things God is doing. You, you can still be real and, and stand in faith. But I have, I have seen in my own time people that I, I, I know they say all the right things, but I know down deep it has come out later. I was one of them. That's why I can tell you. I knew what to say. I knew all the Bible verses. I knew every. I knew. But down deep, there was something unsettled that I needed help understanding, that I needed help wondering, I'm saying all this and I'm doing all this, but why am I not seeing all this and, and what am I really feeling? And that had to come out and somebody had to help me with that. And it was when I got help that all of a sudden I got really free and my faith grew because someone helped me process through the thing that was causing confusion in my life that was limiting me from pursuing my faith even more because there were unanswered questions I had. And, and so that's one of the things that God's been really helping me. And here's the thing about truth that we need to know. John 8, 32 says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth doesn't set you free unless you know it, right? You have to know the truth. And, and I've said it. We've all said it because we have these little shortcuts. The truth will set you free. No. If you know it, it'll set you free. You have to know the truth for it to be set free. So let's talk about being honest. One area to be honest with is, and we, and we think about this, but we got to be honest with God. Because can I tell you something? God already knows. You're not fooling God if you go to him with something different than how you really feel. 
You're not fooling God if you say something, and, but it's really not true. If you're hurting and you go to God thinking, Lord, I, man, this is good. I'm fine, God. I got, I got this. He knows. Look at the scriptures, Mark 9, 20 through 24. So they brought, the, they, there was this boy who was demon-possessed. The disciples had tried, they, they, he, told, they, he asked the disciples, can you pray for him? And, and, no, and they weren't able to see this healing manifest. So they bring the boy to Jesus, and when he saw the evil, when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion. He fell to the ground, <clears throat> writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening, Jesus asked the boy's father. And he replied, since he was a little boy. Imagine being the father, and that's your boy. So this, he says the spirit often throws him into the fire or into water trying to kill him. And then he says this to Jesus. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. Okay? If you can. Now, if someone said that today, you know, God, just help me if you can. Do you know there's people that right then would say, hey, uh uh-uh, he will. Right? And you want to correct. But here's what Jesus said. He says, what do you mean if I can? Anything's possible a person believes. Here's Here's what the father said. He cried out. He said, I do believe. And then he says this. But help me overcome my unbelief. You know what he did? He acknowledged and he got real honest with God. He got real honest with Jesus. I believe, but there's something in me too that I'm struggling to believe. And will you help me with that unbelief? What a great prayer. What a great thing to say. What a great thing to say to Jesus when you know that, I mean, I believe, I I do believe, but... But there's this place in me that's struggling. And if, if we could be really, really honest, there's probably times in your life where there's things that you believe that you think, I mean, I believe it because I know I'm supposed to believe it, but there's something every now and then, there's something down deep that says, but I'm not, I don't understand. Like, I'm not seeing, I wonder if, if it's really true. I wonder if this is really going to happen. I wonder if this is, and it, and it starts to wreck our belief. But this guy was very honest and he said help me with my unbelief there's something there we could get a hold of that to just save in those places to help me in my unbelief look at psalms 145 verse 18 the lord is close to all who call on him to all who call on him in truth in honesty and in being real psalms 142 verse 1 through 3 i cried out to the lord I pled for the Lord's mercy. Listen to this. I poured out my complaints before him and tell him all my troubles. Can I just say something? God's totally cool with that. When you're hurting and you're struggling, you know you can go to God. There was a time in my life I went to God and I told him how mad I was at him. I was angry and I told him. And you know what he did? He loved me. And before I was done complaining and doing all that, I already talked myself right back into a good place. Because I was able to just be honest about it. There's times when you're you're not going to understand everything. And there's times when life doesn't make sense. And can I give you the freedom to take that to the Lord? And say, God, I don't understand. I have prayed. Listen, you want you want to get real for a minute? In my family, there's promises that I know God spoke to me over Zach with this disease in his body. And I haven't seen I haven't seen the manifestation of complete healing. Do you, th- do you think I'd never get troubled by that? Do you think I'd never wonder when, how, why? No, I'm telling you, I have thought that. And I have struggled with that. And you know what I've done? I've taken it to the Lord. And I was like, God, I know you're good. I know you love me. But I'm, I still don't understand. And I, I still don't get it. Show me, help me, strengthen me. 
And we got, we got to be very careful when people are walking through things like that, that we're not shaming or condemning people that aren't seeing something happen that we think they should see happen and think, well, you, you just don't have enough faith. You just don't this. You just, we got to be very careful. That's not how it's supposed to be at all. You don't know, we don't know people's journey. And even for me, I still believe God is a healer. I still believe in the miraculous power of God. I still pray for the sick. I still believe in miracles. Nothing's going to stop that. But are there moments when I've struggled in my own life with questions of something I haven't seen a full manifestation of in almost 19 years? Yeah. But thank God I serve a God that's given me the freedom to just get it out to him and say, you know what, I'm going to be fine. But right now I just need to throw up on you one time. And I do. And there's no shame in that. And God has always met me there. And God has always spoke to me there. And we got to be very, very careful. But we also have to be very honest to know David did it. We can do it. If you're struggling, listen, go to God. Complain up. Go to him. Be honest about what you're feeling. It's okay because you're really feeling it. It doesn't matter if, you, if it's justified or not. Right now, it's hurting you, and you can take that to God, and he'll help you, and he'll heal you. He'll comfort you. That's the God we serve. It's okay to be honest with God. Be honest with yourself. You know what? This is the part I think sometimes we struggle with. When you look in the mirror, you know your weaknesses. But sometimes we don't want to look at them. We don't want to talk about them. We don't even want to acknowledge them. That's why when someone says, how you doing? Good. I'm not going to tell you I'm struggling. You know, I, I, I'm not saying that my professors did this, but I'm saying there was this, there was this thing that was kind of in the air when I was in Bible college that pastors are supposed to have it all together. And that you don't show weakness and you don't apologize. You're the leader. They have to believe in you. If you want people to follow you, then have it together. And I wrestled with that. When I first started ministry, I thought, then why did he call me? Why did God pick me if we're supposed to have it together? And it wasn't until I realized God is saying, look, all I want you to do is follow me. That way, if people follow you, they're following me. That's what you need. But I had this thing that, so I always tried to make sure that I was strong for everybody. I always wanted to make sure that I encouraged everybody and that I was always up and I was always that, that uh, whatever the word is, that nice, loving, hey, we got this. We can do it. And I live my life always doing that. That when difficulties came to me that I just thought, well, you know what, just they went what we call the hatch. You just got buried. And I just on the outside, I was like, we're fine. We're fine. And on the inside, there's this little part inside of me that's like, I am in so much pain. And I'm like, be quiet. We're good. We're good. And it wasn't until later in life. That somebody helped me realize, you got a lot of stuff in there, bro. It's got to come out. And boy, did it come out. You ever ate something bad? And you, I'm not trying to be gross, but once it's out, you're like, whew, I'm glad that's out. That's exactly what I felt like. I've never felt so much freedom in all my life. So I can look back on places in my life and said that hurt. That bothered me. I had people in my life tell me, man, I don't see, you're so strong. You got so much faith, I don't see how you make it. With all that you've been through, and you're just like, Mr. Jovial, woo. But on the inside, I wasn't jovial. On the inside, I was hurting. But I had this pressure that I had to be for everybody. That if I show any weakness, then... 
People are going to go find a pastor that has more together. I'm just going to set you free right now. If you want a pastor that's got all together, you're at the wrong church. But if you want a pastor that's got, that wants to get healthy and wants you to get healthy and wants to be real about those places in life, sometimes when life hits, then you're at the right church. And we're going to grow together. But we got to be honest if we're going to do it. We got to be honest with God. He already knows. But we got to be honest with ourselves. We got to look deep and say, this is where I'm at right now. In 1 Samuel 15, I won't, look, I won't go to the scripture, but this is where Samuel tells Saul, and the Lord speaks to Saul and says, you know, I want you to go, and when you fight the enemy, I want you to destroy everything. People, animals, everything. And he goes into battle, and he doesn't destroy the king, and he, and he keeps a lot of animals because he's going to offer this great sacrifice to the Lord. And somehow in his mind, he convinced himself that what he was doing was good and right. But it wasn't what God said. And he, he couldn't figure out why, why is this not good. Because he had justified it. He had owned it like he was making this great thing. And it was totally against what the Lord told him. Completely against it. But he had convinced himself. And then, and then even when he was asked about it, he's like, well, I just thought that he, it, wasn't, it wasn't a matter. He even said that, the, you know, some of these people, they said that we could offer this sacrifice. And there was always this place of not owning it. There wasn't this place of owning it. Say, you know what? It was wrong. Even if you look in Genesis 3, when, when, when Adam and Eve are in the garden and and when God comes down in the cool of the night, in verse 8, I think it starts saying that, God comes down in the cool and he's, he goes down there and he, he talks and he sees Adam and Eve and, they, and they're hiding, right? And they're, they're, they're nervous because they know they, they made a mistake. So when he talks to Eve, Eve says, well, it was Adam. I mean, Adam should have, or no, Adam said it was Eve. It was that woman you gave me, Right? So Adam blamed her, and then she, well, it was that, it was that snake, that serpent. He's the one who said, and it was always blaming somebody else. Not just owning and saying, you know what, you told us not to, and I did. And I was wrong. And if we're not careful in life, we'll take, all, we'll take our stuff, and we want to throw it on everybody else. Can I tell you, if you mistreat somebody, you can't throw that on somebody else. If you're not walking in the things of God, you can't throw that on somebody else. I know that there's times where it's difficult, but God can heal and strengthen you and help you, and God can help restore things in you from past stuff. He can do all of that. But we got to be real about where we are, and we can't push it on other people, and we can't justify it. We got to say, you know what, this is something in me that needs to change. I'm going to tell you another quick story. I'm going to be honest. And the staff guys, they know, they know this story. So I come into, um, come into the office one morning. And, uh, and I, have this, I have this rule. I shouldn't say rule. It's not a rule. Well, yeah, I guess it is. It's a guideline that we, we embrace, equip, you know, we embrace and encourage equipment and power. So I have this thing of, when someone walks in the office, it doesn't matter who it is, not because I'm the pastor. I mean, even if it's someone from outside that comes in to ask a question, and we're back in the office, we stop and we say hello. We greet people when they come. So, you know, no one comes in and they're just looking around. If Chris comes in the office and I'm in my office, I'm like, hey, good morning, that we kind of do that, right? It's just friendly. So, um, so one day I come in, and he was working Curtis was working. I said, good morning. I was going, and I didn't hear anything. Now, he said, I just didn't hear anything. So I'm like, excuse me? Like, you know the guidelines? <laughs> right? So then I say it again, good morning, and then I hear it. And then I, ask, then I ask Curtis a question about, hey, did you follow up with that? He's like, oh, no, I forgot. And it bugged me. So two things, right, to start the day, both bugged me. And I'm telling you, I love Jesus, but I, something rose up in me. I got very angry. Now, I, I didn't yell at nobody, and I didn't go slamming doors. I didn't get all, like, 
get in my office. I didn't do any of that. But I went in my office and I closed the door. And I really am angry. I mean, it, I, am, I don't get angry real easy. But it's, I'm fuming on the inside. I'm like, okay, they know what I told them. I told Curtis he needs to, I cannot believe, I mean, I'm just, like, what's well, not even like me. Seriously, it's not like me. And I'm just fuming. All day I was fuming. That's craziness. Now the next day I come in, and, my, and I go in my office, and I close the door. And, and, and that's another rule. We, don't, we only have our doors closed if we're meeting with someone or on the phone, but we, because we talk throughout stuff, and we're just very, you know, whatever. Some of you are like, I don't want to work there. Okay, that's fine. But, but here's the reality of it. So I, I asked the Lord Tuesday morning. I said, God, I need you. I need you to help me. I'm mad, and I can't get over it. And it's stupid. I know it's stupid for what I'm mad at. It's stupid. I don't know why it hit me so hard. But I asked him to do this. I asked him. And here's what the Lord spoke to me. Ready? He said, it's you. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, uh, Lord, you have to be more specific. Like, am I overhearing you talking to them? Or are you actually saying it's me? He said, it's you. Because you didn't hear them or thought that just because someone forgot something that you think you're a bad leader and you already struggle thinking that. It's pride. And ah, I, I was like, what? God, I am not prideful. I am not a prideful man. That proves that I'm prideful, right? God, I'm the most humble man I know. And you know what? It snapped. And I broke. Because I got honest with God. And then I walked out of my office and I said, Chris, I need to see you in my office. And Chris was like, okay, here it comes. And he comes in the office and I said, listen, I'm sorry. You didn't do anything wrong. It's me. I got pride. And all that did is touched it. I'm the one with the issue. So he left my office. I said, Chris, I mean, I said, Curtis, I need to see you in my office. So Curtis walks like looking at Chris like, okay, he's still here. <laughs> is he packing his office? Okay. Curtis comes in. I said, Curtis, listen, you know, when I asked you about that, I mean, I, I know you forgot. And you know what? You're allowed to forget. You're human. The reason I got upset wasn't that you forgot. The reason I got upset because I got pride. And I got to deal with it. Do you know how freeing that was for me? Do you know how freeing it was for the staff? <laughs> but, it, but, it, we, but sometimes we'll never get there. I could have literally called both in my office and talked about that area that I was concerned about. And been totally, it would have been totally okay because something did get forgotten. We needed to talk about that. I could have justified it. And I could have made it all about what they should have done. And never looked inward. But you're going you're gonna to find that when you, when you look inward. A lot of the people's issues that you see are going to start to go away. Because you realize some of that is a filter that you have because of stuff in you. And God will help you and God will reveal it to you. But you've got to be honest about it. Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23. It's a passage where it says, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We perform many miracles in your name. But I'll reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. That's, that's a strong that there's people that can actually say, but I did this, I did this, I did this. It ain't about all that you do. It's about really down deep. Are you in a relationship with God? Are you connected to God? Do you know him? 
And see, that's why we can look at all the surface stuff. And we can, we, can all, we can all do surface things and look really good. But that doesn't mean that Jesus is Lord of our life. Sometimes we're Lord of our life, but on the outside we can say everything that he's Lord. But sometimes he's not. And this pastor, there's going to be people who say, I did this. I went to church. I said this. I prayed for these people. I did this. I did this. And he's going to say, I don't even know you. Because none of that's what really mattered. What mattered was down inside where we connected, where we in relationship. You don't get to heaven by your good deeds. You get to heaven by your relationship with Jesus. And that's what grows you. That's what changes you, your connection to Jesus. And we got to be able to be honest. Matthew eleven twenty eight says this. <clears throat> says, come to me, all who are weary. Weary. Now, we, we talk about that. We talk about the benefit. Oh, we got to go to Jesus. Do you know how you go to Jesus? It starts with acknowledging, okay, I'm weary. Because that's who he's talking about. That's who he's talking to. Come to me, all, you are, all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. If you're weary and you can acknowledge that, you say, okay, I need to go to Jesus. He's saying that because he knows there's going to be times in your life that you're weary. And you're carrying all this weight that you weren't intended to carry. That's why he's saying, come to me. When you get in those places, come to me. Because those places happen. And when you're weary, when you're tired, listen, come to me. Because a lot of times when you're weary, it's because you, you've somehow got back on you trying to do it. So come to me. And I'll give you rest. 2 Corinthians verse, uh, chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, Paul talks about that it's in his weakness that God's strength is perfect. It's in his weakness. So we can be real and honest about the fact that we are weak. I'm not saying that, 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 there is, <clears throat> that you don't need to try. You don't need to put any effort into it. I'm saying this. You got to be honest about where you are. And when, the, when your moments of your life are your weak, listen, God's strength is perfect. And he'll help you there. So go ahead and acknowledge it. You might as well go ahead and acknowledge I'm weak. You might as well acknowledge it. Here's the reality of acknowledging things like that, that you're going to find that you help other people, that you help other people who feel like there's something wrong with them if they're weak. Then you're going to realize, you mean you have moments of weakness too? Yes. So I'm okay? Yeah, you're fine. You're normal. Isn't it nice to feel like you're normal? I've, I have felt like I'm normal. Some people have told me I'm not, but I feel like in times like that, that I am. There's a quote by Pete Scazzeri. He says this, when we deny our pain, losses, and feelings year after year, we become less and less human. We transform slowly into empty shells with smiley faces painted on them. Sad to say that is fruit of much of our discipleship in our churches. That we try to keep this outside thing doing good and keep denying all the stuff that we're really feeling. And the problem is, is that stuff can't get healed and dealt with until we can be honest about it. And then, and then that honesty begins us on this journey to say this is what needs to be healed in me. Okay, if I'm struggling with, with you know, if, if I'm having something wrong in my, in my ankle and I go to the doctor, I go in there and say, listen, something's wrong with my ankle. I don't just walk in the doctor and say, hey, I'm good. And then why are you here? Ah, I'm just, they say you should go now and then. No, the way the doctor can help you is when you talk to them about, well, this is what's going on. I have this pain here. Does it hurt when you do that? Yeah. Does it hurt when you do that? Yeah. Does it hurt when you touch your shoulder? Yeah. Does it hurt when you touch your head? Yeah. Your finger's broke. All right. Got it. Right? Just a little extra for you. <clears throat> Here's another thing. Here's another great thing is to be honest with people. And we'll close up with this. This whole idea of honesty it's being honest with others. And there's a place where it talks about speak the truth in love. 
So you can be honest with people about things to help them. But I'm right now talking about the honesty that you can be honest with people about where you are. Because I can tell you, I, I see it. Not all of the time, a lot of time in marriage counseling, in premarital, in postmarital, any kind of marriage counseling, any kind of kid, uh, you know, child parent counseling type stuff. Nine times out of ten, the person who's talking to me spends all the time talking about what everybody else is doing. And if you, if all you, if if the problem with in all your relationship is always somebody else, I'm just telling you, you need to be honest with God. You need to be honest with yourself. And you need to at least let the Lord show you, you contribute as well. We all have areas that God wants us to grow in. We all have areas that God wants to heal. That doesn't mean that things that you see or things that aren't, that aren't happening. It just means that are we willing to look inside ourselves. When the Bible talks about in Matthew 7, before you see the big log in someone else or the the speck of dust in someone else's eye, get the log out of your own. You know what? Deal with you first. Then you will be able to really help deal with something somebody else has. You know when you're flying on a plane, remember what they tell you? If we lose cabin pressure, the oxygen mask will fall. If you have a child with you, what do they tell you to do? Put it on you first. And be like, well, my child... I will sacrifice for my child. You will sacrifice your child. You have to put it on first so you get oxygen so you now can take care of your child. Right? So listen, scripturally speaking, in difficult situations, when the Bible falls, read in it. You get in it first. Then you can help that other person who needs it. But don't be so quick to point out everything about somebody else, a friend, a spouse, a parent, a, a daughter, a son, a cousin, a great-grandparent, whatever. Don't be so quick to point out everything and everybody else without looking at yourself first. Because sometimes I have found, like an illustration I told you earlier, I found fault until I looked inward. And then I found fault that helped me realize there was no other fault out there. That what I, the fault I saw was my interpretation of something based on the pain and the hurt that I have and the struggle that I have. And that's where we, gotta, and, and that's where we have to at least say, Lord, show me. Help me. Just help me. Because he, he wants to help us. Colossians 3, verse 8 through 10. Now it's time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. And then it says this, don't lie to each other. You stripped off your sinful nature and all of its wicked deeds. Don't go back to that. Put on your new nature. Be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become more like him. In other words, the more you become like Jesus, the more honest you're going to be. You know, Jesus was honest. He was honest with people. He had feelings, he had emotions, he had stuff. You know, even in the garden, he was very real about what he felt. He was very real about the pain he was in. He's very real. But he also didn't just stay there and live there. He said, my soul is crushed with grief. He was hurting. He knew the cup that was coming at him. He knew what, the, what he had to do. But he had a moment with his father where he said, if there's any other way, this is my Jenkins translation, okay? If there's any other way, we could try that. Because <laughs> he knows the way that this is going, I know what it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of pain and a lot of hurt. And he knew he was going to the cross and he knew what that meant. But, but here's what he said. He goes, but I don't want to settle for anything. I want what God wants. It's not about me. It's not my will. God, it's your will. That's what he says to the Father. If there's any other cup, may, if there's any other way, may this cup pass for me. But it's not my will. It's yours.
I'm in no matter what it is. I'm in. But he had that real moment. He had that real moment. And I believe that part of us as we grow is being able to say, you know what? We want those real moments. Look at James 5, 16, and then we'll close. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other. You know, I'm not looking at sins just as, oh, I did something really bad. I'm talking about just those weak areas of your life, those struggles. You know, the proverb says that a friend loves at all times. And then it says this, a brother is born for adversity. I have two brothers. I thought that meant they were born to bring adversity. And I was like, show enough. But you know what it means? They were, brother was born to be there for you in adversity. That's why we're family. So we can help each other. When you watch football or you watch basketball, someone gets injured on the court, what happens? Two other guys will come, one on each side, and they'll carry them. They'll help them get off the court. They'll take them over to get looked at. They'll, they'll be there. It was like, ugh, man, yeah, you're hurt. Let's, hey, let's, let's just move down here. Leave him alone. He's hurt. No. You go to them, and you help them up. But we spend a lot of time, and I'm not saying we like you specifically, but I'm asking you to look deep today. And you might be one of those, but people spend a lot of time hiding pain. Spend a lot of time not being really real about where they are. And there's there's people, I believe there's people in every church, even here, that you have to ask yourself, am I really, really in a healthy relationship with Jesus? You got to at least be able to ask yourself the question. Because it's very clear in the Bible, there's going to be some people that say, they call them Lord, Lord, but they're not in, you don't know them. And at some point, I promise you this, I'm not saying that I don't want any of you leaving like, oh, now I'm doubting it. No, it's not about doubting your walk with God. But if you've never made a decision and really surrendered your life to the Lord, it ain't about just coming to church. It ain't about just doing some devotions. It's not about how many people you talk to about God. It's about are you in a relationship with him? And are you allowing him to, to pull up those deeper things? Are you, are you nervous or afraid to say what David did? Lord, search me. And if there be anything in there, show me. Show me. There was a time in my life I was nervous for that because I thought I don't want to know because I'm not responsible for something I don't know. But really, when it comes to your life, you are. It's in there, and God wants to heal it. And if we're going to grow, then we're going to have to say, I need help. I need the Lord to to deal with this place in me. I'm asking you to bow your heads. Close your eyes. You know, God loves you so much. He absolutely loves you. And in no way would he speak to us in a way that would cause us to question his love or to think he's at all disappointed in us. Listen, God is not disappointed in you and mad at you and all this stuff. He's not. God wants to help you. God wants you to fulfill every plan and purpose he has for you. And sometimes it's those places in the soil of our hearts that we've never wanted, we've never allowed anybody to know about. We've never allowed anybody to deal with. And there might be some things that God just deals with between you and him. But there are things, I believe, that God wants you to get really honest with and let him help you. Let him help you. But I'm not going to have any kind of ministry time about you being honest about other people's stuff. I'm asking you, are you, be, are you able, 
And are you willing to be honest with you about your stuff and where you are? And if you're in a good place, praise the Lord, keep going. If you've dealt with some stuff, good job. But stay open. But if there's some things in you and you know, you know what? I know there's things in me that are hindering me. I know there's some places in me I'm just, I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to let God deal with it. I just want to encourage you. He's not going to embarrass you. He's not going to hurt you. He's going to set you free. And it may, like I said, it may just be something he does with you, but there might be some things that he says, listen, go to someone. Confess with someone else. Pray for, then they can pray for each other. And you'll be healed. That's what that last scripture is. Confess, pray, and be healed. So if you're here today and you would say, you know what? I want, I want God to reveal anything and everything in me that needs to be dealt with. I am ready to be completely 100% honest in my life, in my walk with God. And your prayer with me is show me. God, show me. If I see it, help me with it. And if there's more I don't see, reveal it to me because I want to get healthy. If you're there, look up at me. Look, I'm just going to tell you, and I'm going to be very honest with you. Even in my own journey, it's been difficult. There were things in me I didn't want to see. But can I tell you something? Everybody can look up at me real quick. And I'm going to finish with this. I know I said that three times already. But I'm for real going to finish with this. When Patty and I went to Pennsylvania several years ago to get some help, just with us, with our marriage, with life, there were some things. That was, that was the guy that helped me. And a lot of stuff came out of me. And the stuff that came out of me was, wasn't pretty. It was hurts I've carried for a long time. It was pain I felt for a long time. There were things that I was angry with God about. But I felt like I wasn't allowed to be. And I wasn't allowed to ever tell somebody how bad that, I, how disappointed I was. And for hours and hours... I, I spewed this stuff. Not in a, not in a mean, I mean, I was just like, and then, and I mean, snot, slinging, I'm bawling my eyes out. I had never, ever been so honest and open in all my life. It was against everything I grew up knowing to do. And I just, I just, for the whole session, it was eight hours a day for three days. And we were just processing. And day one was Scott hurling. Just got, and I don't know how he got me to talk about it, but something hit it. Something hit a spot. And I know it was the Spirit of God. And it all came out. Pain and hurt and anger, confusion. And Patty just sitting there next to me. Just watching, like, who is this guy? Because everything I'd ever said was, God's good, we got this. Hang on, sister. And she struggled. She struggled with some of that stuff from day one. So he looked over to her and he said this to her. He said, Patty, what do you feel right now seeing your husband do all this? What do you feel? And her answer blew my mind. Once I got it, not right away because I was like, what? She said, for the first time in our marriage, I feel normal. And I'm like, I just hurled up all my guts. That's all you got? I mean, like, you feel normal? I didn't get it. And I'm just saying that in my head. And then, and then all of a sudden it hit me that because I've always tried to be strong, because I've always put on this faith face, 
Because I've always wanted to just, you know, hey, everything's good in Jesus' name. Everything's good. We have no, because I have this, then every time I do that, she's feeling like, why can't I get there? Why, why am I hurting? He's not. Why am I? If he's not hurting, I shouldn't be hurting. But I'm praying. I'm reading. I'm, I'm focusing. I'm trying. Why am I still hurting? Well, the problem was, every time I'm being fake, condemning her, and I'm shaming her. And when I finally get real about my own life, guess what? She finds out that he's normal. I'm normal. We hurt together. And you know what that did? That brought so much healing. Is now when we face difficulty, at least we face it together. And there's strength in numbers, and we can lift each other up. We can encourage one another. But every time I faked it to be super spiritual on the outside, I have someone who's hurting and saying, something must be wrong with me. Something must be wrong. I'm not a good Christian. I'm not a good person. Jesus me as much as he does, because I'm hurting. He's, he's doing wonderful. Nothing bothers him. What's wrong with me? And that's what we do to the world. That's what we do to the world. They don't want to, they, they think, well, I, I can't do that. I'm hurting. Listen, come on in, because the person you sit next to, they probably hurt too. And this pastor, you should have heard him throw some stuff up several years ago. If anything, it'll make you pray for your pastor more. Because we all got stuff. So can I just set you free? Let's be honest. If you got issues, welcome to the club. But God will heal our issues. God will set us free of those issues. And we will walk with our head up high knowing I don't have to have it together because I'm serving the one who has it together. I don't have to have the answers because I serve the one who has the answers. So I don't have to be perfect because I serve the one who is perfect. Does that make sense? Then let's just be honest. Let's tell the truth. It'll set you free. 